Hey, homies. Welcome back to the Uncommon Queens podcast. I'm Lauren, and I have a guest with me. It's been a while since I've had a guest, but I'm happy to have um, this guest on. And we've known each other for a little bit, but um, I'm excited to dive in more and get to know her. And yeah, Kayla, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, like your background, stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, I am Kayla McDowell. I'm a certified holistic health coach. Uh, This is a very new title to me. Uh, Previously, I was a senior hairstylist and lead educator for a local Um, salon company here in Nashville where I live. Um, And although I loved that journey so much and I got to be very creative, which I have never thought of myself as a creative person. So it was, it was just a big part of my story. Um, I learned a lot while I did that. Um, I got to experience a lot of really amazing things, but something still felt like it was missing. I still didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to be in my life career-wise and even health-wise. So about two years ago, I started to think a little bit deeper, dig a little bit deeper on what I really wanted my career life to look like and what that meant for my health. Um, Because being a stylist and being on my feet all the time and having this go, 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 hustle, hustle mentality and taking care of everyone else and not being able to take care of myself just wasn't working for me and who I am as a human. I just wasn't, my body wasn't functioning how I knew that it was supposed to be. So I did a little bit of digging and I figured the best route for me to take was to just get more knowledge so I enrolled in a program through AFPA and I, it's a, it was a year long program. Um, and through that program, my whole certification was certified holistic health coach. But within that, I became a holistic nutritionist and health and wellness coach. Um, I've always had a passion for the health and wellness field. Um, I used to think that it was the medical field that, you know, I was so in love with because I come from a long line of, uh, medical professionals, but as I've gotten older, um, that love has just transformed into true health and wellness and, you know, how learning how to optimize my body so I can live the longest, the longest, healthiest life and how I can, guide and educate others to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it's been it's been a long journey, honestly. I feel like I feel like I really started to get serious or more curious about everything when I was 24, 25, and I'm 29 now. And so it's it's been a short yet long journey. I feel like I feel like I've been, you know, I've had all this knowledge for so long, but it's been a short four years. I also feel like I've learned so much in just a short four years. I don't know. It's just feel like it's always been a part of my life. I'm super passionate about it. 
Yeah, it's amazing on how like time works and how you can grow in such a short amount of time, like you were saying. Yeah. And I just love that. I that's one thing that I love about you is how much knowledge you have and like the but also like the way you give out that knowledge is not in a judgmental way, I feel like, because I think it can sometimes when you when I think about this space, sometimes it can feel like, oh, you're doing everything wrong. And I don't know, I, there can be a lot of like shame in it. Amongst. <laughs> so I just like how you approach it and just getting to know you has been really fun. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Getting to know you has been fun too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like if we had, if you had met me even two years ago, I don't think that you would have said that. I feel like whenever I would learn something and I wouldn't be doing what I was supposed to be doing, I feel like I was very judgmental on myself. And so in turn, I was really judgmental on others. Like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. That's, that's so unhealthy for you. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's contributing to X, Y, Z that you're experiencing. But now I just, I fully believe in the 80, 20 rule, you know, you can't live your healthiest life if you are constantly stressed out all the time, if you're constantly, you know, judging others or judging yourself for the things that you're doing. So you just, there has to be room for grace Mm. in your life. Um, and I've, that's something that I've learned and implemented big time in the last two years, but more specifically in the last year, honestly, um, you know, life's all about balance and harmony. Right. Yeah. So, Yeah. And I guess I should say we did meet with when we were in um, the group coaching with Alexis um, Mm -hmm. and then we went to the retreat together, which is how we got to know each other and spent time with each other. So that was fun. Just a little tidbit of how we met. Yes. And honestly, because of that, we opened up really fast. And I feel like during our well all of our weekly calls that we had and even during the retreat I feel like I had known you for much longer than four months <laughs> yes listening to my to my rambles about life um, but yeah I definitely enjoyed that that process and getting to grow even I feel like it was good to just see both of us grow in that short amount of time yeah, it's really powerful what Alexis is doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, yes. how yes. she's helping people. Yeah, it's amazing. I yeah. always like to ask this of people because I think there's a always a thread or some just some some speck of um, just inspiration or passion that grows from when you were younger and like Mm -hmm. things that you wanted to do when you were younger kind of has this connection to what you're doing now so did you want to when you were younger um did you want to be like like you said in the medical field or did you like want to be a vet or like a doctor (laughs) or something like that yeah so the earliest memory that I have of knowing what I wanted to be was I believe I was in fifth grade and we had to give this presentation and it was the first time that I had really like intentionally spoken out loud what I thought that I wanted my future career to be. Um, and that was a plastic surgeon, Oh, which wow. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just doing like the whole, you know, Oh, maybe I'll be a nurse or maybe I'll be some kind of doctor. No, I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. <laughs> 
Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the women in my family were banking on me being a plastic surgeon too, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly. And then I feel like it slowly just transitioned down to being a nurse. I think the older, the older that I got, the more I realized how much schooling was involved. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't one of those kids that loved school. Like I honestly de- despised school growing up. And so the older that I got, I was like, Ooh, I don't think I don't as much as that. That's, you know, that sounds awesome and all, you know, to be a surgeon. And I know that I could probably do it, but that's just not appealing to me. So when I graduated high school, I had every intention of becoming a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, I even scoped out, you know, some of the best nursing programs, uh, within like three hours of my hometown. I knew I wanted to, you know, move away, but not too far. And so I ended up, um, at MTSU. They have an incredible nursing program. Uh, and I, when I got to college and got a lot of freedom, I was like, Mm-mm, school is not for me. <laughs> I am meant, I am not to, meant to be rigorous and super studious. <laughs> um, so after a year and a half, I dropped out of college and just worked and tried to figure out what the heck I wanted to do, you know, and I've never, I've never regretted not stepping into the medical field um, because it's led me to where I am now. And I, and because of all the life that I've gotten to experience since, you know, making that decision to not pursue medical. Um, but, um, and had I not stepped away from that, you know, what I thought was a dream at that time, I wouldn't have found the more holistic side of things. I don't think, or, you know, if I, if I would have found it, it would have been a little bit later in life, I think. Um, so in a way, yes, I've always wanted to kind of do what I'm doing now. Um, but it's just, I've just put a spin on it, Yeah, (laughs) I guess. So yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing facelifts or, you know, breast augmentation or anything like that, but I am, uh, I am helping women live healthier, happier lives. So Mm -hmm. super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is an interesting, like juxtaposition because, um, well, I've just heard like from people recently about the effects of like even implants on their health. Yeah. And so that's interesting that you like switched your, your mm-hmm. paths. Um, yeah. I was just gonna say, it's really cool looking back and, you know, looking at little, however old you are in fifth grade, little Kayla and seeing all of her dreams and aspirations at that age. And then looking at where I'm at now in life. And it's like, it's just so much more than I could have ever dreamed of or imagined. So yeah, it's just, it's really powerful when you look at it that way. All right. Yeah, of course. I think that, um, it's good to have someone, especially since like the way that education is shifting, just have someone that like, like you, that, um, dropped out, but also has found success and like passion in life. Cause I, I don't think that, um, going to college is for everyone. I think that everyone has their different paths in life and especially financially. 
Um, mm-hmm. That is a big thing for people and yeah, it just may not be for them. So I'm glad that you were able to talk about that. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like um, to the education part of it, I feel like it comes in waves, you know, in generations. I feel like there's this generation that it's, it's all trade skillsmen. And then, you know, you have this generation that is university, everyone goes to university and then the next generation's back to trade skills. And then I feel like it just, it ebbs and flows. So yeah, it's really interesting, honestly. Yeah. yeah I think it's going back to trade, I think for, I think so. I would just, agree. Yeah. Just with inflation and everything, like it's getting really out of control with how much people are with tuition yeah. and everything. Like, Oh, it's nuts. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's the same, especially because, you know, your first two years are like high school all over again, most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm paying <laughs> all this money and I just, I'm in high school again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Except maybe away from parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit more freedom. <laughs> yeah. It's too much freedom. <laughs> I had way too much fun in college. Speaking of toxins, toxin overload in college. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Toxin was my BFF. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A lot of us have definitely been there. Yeah. I was definitely hitting up every, every place at like, we went to cookout a lot. Um, oh yeah. Every yeah. place. I was well, I mean, you know, back to talking about um, financial stuff. I mean, most of the time when you're in college, you're on a budget. Yeah. And so a lot of times that education, it's not out there for you to know. I mean, honestly, a lot of people don't even know that fast food is actually bad for them. Like they hear that fast food is bad for them, but they don't know why they don't know how, how it's affecting them and their everyday uh, bodily functions, you know, all their organs, even down to the cellular level. So I mean, I know I was one of those people. Um, People would always say, oh, you shouldn't eat that stuff. That's so bad for you. What, am I going to poop my brains out? Is that what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, that's really what I thought. Mm -hmm. You know, and the older that I got and the more that I started studying, you know, gut health and hormone health and how it, how everything is just linked. Um, And a lot of it all goes back to toxins. I was like, holy cow, I really did a number on myself when I was a teenager and a young adult. Mm-hmm. I really got to reverse some things. <laughs> time. Yes, that's what I'm interested in learning about today. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to go on my own. I feel like a lot of people have been saying this, but I've been trying to go on my own health journey mentally mm-hmm. and uh, and physically and what that looks like for myself without because I think I put a lot of pressure on myself just in general things. And so I don't want this to be um, an added one, Mm -hmm. but um, I would love to know like your definition of, or like what your vision or mission is of like low tox living, like holistic health, all of that. It's very simple. Make conscious decisions every single day to live a healthier life. Like Mm -hmm. that's it just be conscious and intentional. Um, you know, I'm not perfect and I definitely still love (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I definitely 
you know, I'm still around fragrances sometimes. I, I mean, I drink alcohol sometimes. I like desserts. Like I'm, it's not, you don't have to step into low tox or non-toxic living or a holistic lifestyle thinking you have to be perfect from the get-go. It's been five, I've been working at this for five years and I'm still swapping out stuff in my everyday life that I use. Um, and so it just really all boils down to just make conscious decisions every single day to live a healthier lifestyle. And that even goes, that goes with anything, you know, that could be in work life. I'm going to wake up today and make a conscious decision to love what I do for a living. Even if you're miserable, like make your life happy, Mm -hmm. just make the conscious decision to have a happy, healthy life. That's it. Yeah. Um, I'm putting together like a low tox living guide. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that'll be available in the new year. Um, and I'll have a guide, a product swap guide that'll, uh, come right after it too. That'll kind of make it easier for people that are wanting to step into this lifestyle. It, It just has, you know, all the brands and like everything that you can need in any category that you can think of. Um, so it'll just make things a lot easier for people, but I'm going to get like, um, I'm going to get very, I guess, studious for a minute. And I wrote down like the definition of toxin free living and what that means, because I want to get it right. I don't want to get my words messed up. Okay. Sounds good. So I put together a little slide, I guess, because I wanted to make sure that I was covering all my bases when I was, I guess, really digging deeper into toxin-free living. So I could make sure that I, I knew I understood it, but I wanted to make sure that I truly understood it for the, for any of my clients or anyone that I talked to, because I never want to, I don't want to misspeak or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So toxin, I'm going to go to toxins first. So a toxin is it's any substance that has like an adverse effect, like on humans, animals, plants, or honestly any like living thing. So think about poisonous. Okay. So toxins are poisons. Essentially Um, you have naturally occurring toxins, and then you have toxins that are like um, industrial made that humans make them Um, naturally occurring toxins. They can be found in like your food or your water, um, industrial toxins. They can be, well, they can be found anywhere. Honestly, they can be found in the air that we breathe, but the most common ones that we're seeing now are like your lead, your mercury, your arsenic, your pesticides, which is like a whole, that's like a very broad, uh, spectrum there. And then also radiation. So, don't think like Chernobyl radiation, (laughs) think like, um, 5g or your cell phone or your computer or stuff like that. Your Wi-Fi router. Um, it's just everywhere. And that's just the day and age that we live in. So that's what I mean when I say like the 80, 20 rule, we're never not going to be around toxins, no matter how holistic of a life we live. Like Mm. it just is what it is. And you just have to be okay with it and just try your darndest, you know? Mm. Um, and I, I had a client, uh, I had a client ask me this question 
about a month ago. She was like, well, if toxins are so bad, then why do companies put them in their products? And why do, why do, why can we find those products on store shelves if they're unsafe? Just because something is sold in a store doesn't mean it's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, re- regulation isn't incredible in the yeah. U.S. when it comes yeah, to stuff on our store shelves. Yeah, like it's just almost non-existent, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly. Um, but suppliers or companies that use these toxins, um, these toxins or chemical ingredients to deliver like better performing products or longer lasting products in a way. And so that's why uh, when you, let's say, when you buy organic produce, for example, um, and I've even had people tell me this before that I've started on this journey, they're like, well, I bought organic produce, but in like three days, it was bad. Like I didn't Mm want to eat it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, because there's not like preservatives and pesticides sprayed on it. So it's not going to stay nice and shiny and live for like two months on your counter. Whereas a real piece of fruit or vegetable that doesn't have anything on it, you know, it's, it's just this whole food. It's, you're seeing it's true lifespan, you know, um, the stuff that we eat and put into our bodies, it's not meant to have like an enormous shelf life, you know, right. we're, we're meant to eat, you know, stuff from the earth. That's how our bodies, they were just made that way. We're just meant to eat stuff from the earth and we're meant to eat animals that eat stuff from the earth. So yeah, it's a, I feel like that has taken, honestly, as simple as that sounds, I feel like that is one of the hardest things for me to get people to wrap their minds around because it's not common, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not a common way of thinking. Well, I mean, it's on the store shelf, so it must be safe or they're selling it in the supermarket. So it's not going to hurt me at all. Or, um, or I saw, you know, some influencer tell me that it's okay to put in my body. So I'm going to put it in my body and just listen to someone that's not a professional. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, yeah, I think I discovered this uh, over a period of time of just how different our um system works in terms of regulations here in terms of like toxins like you were saying versus like other countries and it's wild to think that and that's that's like a whole other conversation of how like how just individualistic we are and just how money driven we are Yes. as a society and yeah it's just crazy that could be a whole other podcast <laughs> it could for sure I'm My trying mom. to get Kayla to start a podcast okay. I know you're not the only one that's telling me that I need to do it so who knows maybe in the new year that's one of my goals yes I would listen I would probably yeah my mind would probably be blown every episode <laughs> I feel like every time we talk you're like my mind is blown it is because I'm just like it just gets me going and I'm like oh, why, why do these things exist in our lives? And yeah, (laughs) it just goes, my mind just goes off into a whole tailspin of things. My, uh, my husband and I, we went to Europe in August 
And that was one of the things that I was paying super close attention to was ingredients lists, you know, stuff that we have in the States and uh, stuff. I was trying to find it over when I was in Europe and just compare ingredients. And it is, it is insane. Like even, even processed, let's say candy, even processed candy that you would find in Europe that you could find the same exact thing here in the U S maybe the one in Europe had like five ingredients. And honestly, they weren't awful. Mm -hmm. They were on the verge of me considering them whole, like from a whole food plant source. Whereas here in the U S had like 20 ingredients and more than half of them. I don't even, I don't even know how to pronounce them. Right. At all. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this even for? What is this even in here for? So, and honestly, some of those ingredients are a lot of the reason why we're addicted to certain foods or we crave certain foods when we shouldn't be craving them. Like it's not, uh, it's not normal to crave, you know, certain foods, right? sugar or, um, like a fast food or something like that. It's just, it's addictive, honestly. Yeah. But transitioning from like talking about a toxin and getting into, you know, what the heck does like a non-toxic lifestyle look like? Um, cause I remember that was one of your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know, make conscious decisions every day, but you know, with those conscious decisions, one of them needs to be living in a way that reduces the number of toxins you consume. So I have a little fun fact that I found, and I wanted to make sure that it was an actual factoid and someone just wasn't making it up. And I found this on multiple, um, from multiple, uh, healthcare sources. So, um, I'm speaking about women specifically just because that's the demographic demographic of people that I work with. Right. Um, just with personal care products alone, women are exposed to 168 chemical ingredients a day. The average woman is, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't include, you know, like your cleaners and your household items and stuff like that. When you include those, obviously your exposure goes up, but it's just, I mean, that's just a red, you know, that's an obvious red flag to me. No wonder so many people that we know and that we love are fighting so many illnesses, even, even, you know, the smallest illnesses from like, like depression or anxiety and then, or all the way up to cancer, you know? Yeah. Um, It's because we are constantly exposed to toxins Um, and the toxins, you know, I feel like there's this way of thinking out there, you know, I've heard people say, well, I mean, there's just a little bit of, there's just a small amount of toxic ingredients in this cleaner, for example. So it's not going to hurt me. Okay. Well, what if you, you use that cleaner and then you turn around and you use, I don't know, a body wash that has, you know, toxins or, you know, uh, dangerous chemicals in it, or you turn around and you eat some food that has, um, inflammatory toxin, uh, ingredients in it. 
or your makeup, you know, it all adds up. It's not just this one product has these ingredients in it. It, it all adds up and it all compounds. And then eventually you have people struggling and they don't know why doctors don't know why. Um, and I feel like a lot of the answers are as simple as, okay, let's take a beat. Let's look at what's going on every single day in our lives. What are we around? What are we putting in our bodies? What are we putting on our bodies? And then let's just evaluate and make adjustments and let's just be conscious about all of our decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the most, the most common things that I'm seeing toxins be related to health wise. Number one is cancer. Um, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then another really big one is endocrine disrupting. So, um, your, your endocrine system is, you know, all your, it has to do with a lot of your hormones and I'm not talking just your, uh, not just your estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, not just our sex hormones. I feel like a lot of people think that's the only hormones that we have. (laughs) No, this goes all the way to like your insulin, your insulin is a hormone or, which is like your sugar regulation, um, or your cortisol, which is your stress hormone. It like, it's very wide. Um, and so in, in my personal experience and in my everyday life, I have noticed that cutting toxins out has tremendously, I'm talking just like out of this world helped with my cortisol levels. I used to be the most uptight and tightly wound, stressed out person for no reason. You could look at me the wrong way and I would have anxiety. I used to struggle with depression really bad. And so I've just seen my mental health climb to a very healthy point ever since cutting out the majority of toxins in my life. Um, And I think that that alone is a testament as to how powerful toxins can act in our body too, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I need to think about that because yeah, I definitely have wanted to shift in terms of um, helping my mental health in terms of long-term because I know this is not like really a topic about mental health and medication and stuff like that, but I definitely want to take more matters into my own hands about how I can impact my mental, like how my mental health is impacted day to day. So that's good to know that, that, that there's that connection there. Yeah. And honestly, um, so what I really help women with is, um, healing their gut and balancing their hormones, um, through nutrition and lifestyle changes. Like that's like, that's my niche. Mm-hmm. That's what I specialize in. Um, and so when people, when I hear people say that, you know, they're struggling with mental health, um, they're anxious all the time. They're dealing with a little bit of depression or, you know, something like that. I'm like, all right, let's look at the gut. What's going on in your gut? Mm-hmm. Because if now you can't hold me to this and I'm obviously not a medical professional, so what the heck do I know? But <laughs> I have a very, very strong belief that if we had healthy guts, most of our diseases would go away. Mm-hmm. Um, our health starts in our gut. That's where our immune system starts. And a lot of diseases and stuff that we deal with 
there because we have a depleted immune system. And then it just like, it's like a domino effect. It just cascades. Um, and so my advice, you know, to anyone struggling with anything out there, I would just say health wise, I would just say, look at your gut. How can you heal your gut? You know, and it can be as simple as just cutting toxins out of your life. Like it's really, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it blows my mind how, how there's just not enough education around this stuff and how yeah. much, I mean, I like, I literally want every single human on this planet to experience true health and happiness. And you, you're just not gonna, you're just not gonna experience it if you, if you are constantly filling your body with toxins, like it's just, it's just not going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. I think one thing that well, I think about is like, um, just financially, like mm-hmm. just when you're talking about like cleaners, like sometimes when you, I think about looking at other options, um, the prices go up or like food, like you're talking about organic, like sometimes, you know, the prices, if you go to Whole Foods, if you go to just different places or Sprouts, um, you can see the prices go up. So I think that's sometimes like the misconception or where people get stumped on. Like, do you, how can you speak to that? It can be done on a budget. And honestly, the best advice that I have is replace a product once you run out of one. You know, it doesn't have to be an overnight thing. If you run out of like a spray cleaner. If you run out of a spray cleaner, um, look up, I'm going to plug in a little app that I love. It's the EWG, the environmental working group. They're a group of researchers who diligently like research, heavily research products. Um, and they have, I mean, almost anything on there that comes, you know, personal care products and cleaners and stuff like that. Even, I think they even have food on there too. Um, but I use that app and they have they have options on there from you know cheaper more budget friendly um products that you can use or you can go luxury mm-hmm. products or if you're on a tight budget DIY do it yourself mm-hmm. there's no reason that that won't that won't work just as well because honestly a lot of the you know, more health conscious products that you're going to find out there. At one point they were DIY too. And then they just became a company. Right. So, and DIY is extremely cheap. And most of the time, if you're DIYing something for yourself, it's going to last you a year. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to buy enough product. Probably you're going to buy in bulk if I had to guess. Um, and it's just going to last you a year. And so in the long run, that's more cost effective, obviously, um, now if we're talking about food and, um, there's a budget concern there. Yes, I hear you. It can get, it can get more expensive, um, for sure. But something that you can keep in mind, just like I was talking about earlier, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I have to buy all organic or I'm just not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. So when we're thinking about produce, um, you can do the dirty dozen. So there's, and this change, this changes seasonally or, um, it changes seasonally. And then also 
it depends on like what chemical is being sprayed um, at that time of the year too. Uh, like it just changes. Um, but there is, you can just Google dirty dozen and a list of produce will come up. And I would just say, just be sure to buy organic. If you're buying any produce, just buy organic of the dirty dozen. Um, and then the rest of the stuff that you buy, just go conventional and it's okay. Right. You know, you don't have to go all in. And then obviously I would love for everyone, like when we're talking about Let's go to like our proteins, like our meat when we're talking about food. Obviously, I would love for everyone to be able to purchase organic grass fed, grass finished beef, pasture raised pork and chicken and wild caught fish. But you're right. It is more expensive and it stinks because it's just, because it's honestly they're using less products to take care of the animals. They are obviously it's a higher quality care for the animal usually, but they're using less products. So, you know, they're not using, um, they're not using like hormones to make them bigger and fatter faster. You know, they're, they're not spraying a lot of their crops that these animals are eating with, um, glyphosate or other pesticides and herbicides. So that are super harmful to us after we ingest an animal that has eaten them. So it blows my mind that it's, more expensive to eat healthier. Um, <laughs> but something that you can just keep in mind. So let's talk about beef, for example. If you can't afford to eat grass-fed, grass-finished uh, beef, then look for your leanest cuts of meat. So just like humans, animals store all the toxins in their fat. We do the same thing as well. Mm -hmm. So if you buy uh, beef at the store, just make sure it's a leaner cut of, of meat. So like ground beef buy like a, a 90, 10, or I'm pretty sure they make leaner, leaner, um, cuts than that as well. I'm pretty sure you can do like a 98 two sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I would be mindful about just looking for leaner cuts of meat and beef. I feel like it, I feel like this is such a loaded question sometimes too, because a part of me wants to be like, look at other parts of your life and where are you spending money that you don't need to be spending money so yeah. you can take care of yourself. Right. But also I get it. Um, I feel like I, I growing up, we were on a budget and so we didn't eat healthy at all. Honestly, I don't think that we knew that we needed to just because from the South, everyone eats casseroles and fast food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a nineties kid. So processed food and fast food was like the cool thing. Right. Um, but as I got older, I learned how important it was to budget stuff out and step back and take a look at my finances and just see where I could make adjustments so I could take better care of myself which is honestly a lot easier said than done though. I do understand that. Um, but there's little things that you can do like DIY some stuff or it's just about being conscious, I guess, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I, as a part of my little, uh, non-toxic living guide that I'm going to put out, I have, um, I'm putting together, like a list of, I want to come up with seven ways to do it budget friendly. 
to make the switch budget friendly. Um, and I only have three right now. So I'm still kind of like digging and experimenting. But a lot of examples that uh, professionals give um, when they're talking to people about how they can be more budget friendly, but still live this lifestyle. They just don't make sense for the average everyday person who truly is trying to live on a budget. It's I feel like a lot of times it's people that haven't walked in those shoes before. And so they just assume, okay, well, here's this, I'm just going to pull this out of my butt and here you go. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're experiencing right now, but it just is what it is and you need to do better. And they leave it at that. Like mm-hmm. just do better, leave it at that. Yeah. Um. And so I've been really, that's been something, honestly, ever since I, made the switch into working in the holistic field, something that was always heavy on my heart was how can I give back and educate more um, underserved and rural communities, like communities that I came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of like the driving force behind me trying to figure out, you know, the best ways for people to do this budget friendly. Um, Cause I know that's like, that's like one of the biggest factors of people not wanting to even start living a non-toxic lifestyle because they, they think it's expensive, right? Um, but it can, it can be budget friendly and I'm trying really hard to, you know, educate people about that too. Mm-hmm. But DIY is a big thing that you can do. And just, and just because you DIY something doesn't mean that it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big misconception too. Oh, well, I made this at home. It's not going to be as powerful as this Clorox or Windex that I bought. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the case at all. Honestly, half of my uh, non-toxic products are like 10 times better than conventional products that I would use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start because, yeah, I feel like we um, ingest a lot of those things and use those a lot, like on a weekly or daily basis. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, start slow, you know, if you run out of something, okay, what can I replace this with? Okay. I found options, but they're all expensive. Okay. How can I DIY this? Because I want to be conscious about my health. So I'm going to figure this out you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And cause you started when you were younger, so it kind of was a progression to, to now, um, of like products and your budget and your lifestyle and how that shifted. Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's bad options out there. There's better, there's good options, better options and best options. When I first started this, I was in the bad category for pretty much all of my products that I was using and buying. And, you know, I was, I was just starting in my career or was I in school still? Either way, I was still in school or I had just started in my career at the time and money was tight. (laughs) It was very tight. Um, And I remember, you know, I remember going to Target one day 
and looking at better options for cleaners. And I was like, I just can't justify this. There's no way I can't do this. So instead of buying, you know, the best option that I could find there, I, I just turned it around and looked at ingredients and was like, okay, well, I don't think that this is the best option, but it has less ingredients than like my Clorox that I'm about to buy. So I want to buy this product and just be okay with it. You know, that's my beginning. And, you know, four or five years later, I'm like, I'm buying all the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it It doesn't have to be, it just doesn't have to be immediate and it's okay to start slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they start trying to live a non-toxic or lower toxic lifestyle and they just get overwhelmed or they get frustrated because they can't do it the best from the beginning. And so they're just like, forget it. I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's too much. Um, like on their mental load and on their wallet and I get it. So just start slow and just give yourself grace. 80, yeah. 20 rule. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, that's definitely sometimes how I am. I was just like, I can't, I want to do it all like not perfect, but all right. Or yeah. on the nose, the first, the first try. And even like with like movement and exercise, I sometimes like that as well, mm-hmm. but yeah, just having grace with yourself just is a huge thing. And just taking that one step is important. Absolutely. Um, when we're talking about specific toxins to look out for, um, I feel like that's important because, you know, someone listening to this podcast, they'd be like, okay, well, what am I supposed to be looking out for? You keep saying ingredients, but I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Kayla. (laughs) What is bad for me? Yeah. So let's get into it. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about food. Seed oils are probably one of the most inflammatory things that we can put into our body. Um, so that's, that's anything from like your canola oil to your peanut oil, to your safflower oil, sunflower oil, um, your grapeseed oil, your rapeseed oil, um, sesame seed oil, like the list is long. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like a lot of people still cook with those oils in their homes. I know restaurants do for sure. Right. Um, but even, even packaged products that we find in the supermarket, if you turn around and look at the ingredients list, there's always going to be one of those oils in there. I'd put money on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and honestly, just cutting those oils out is, it's incredible what that does for your gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, consuming those inflammatory oils, you know, it creates a, a weakened gut lining. And so that's just like a cascade effect. It's not normal to bloat after you eat. It's not, it's not normal to have indigestion, to have heartburn. It's not normal for your stomach to hurt, to have food allergies or sensitivities. None of that is normal. It's just extremely common. So we believe it's normal, you know? Um, and a lot of that has to do with inflammatory seed oils that we're eating. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we can go to like 
look for fragrances and products, um, which is wild that you have to look out for fragrances. You wouldn't think that this would be bad for you because I, I don't know, in my mind, they're just fragrances. Like they just smell good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are they bad for me? Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason that they're bad, um, companies don't have to disclose what ingredients they use to make those fragrances. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I believe I have this fact correct. There's like 3,050 50 or 60 uh, compounds that have been uh, reported in making fragrances. Wow. Yeah. And so there's some evidence from finding, you know, all the research from those compounds. There's a lot of evidence linking them to health effects, like including cancer and reproductive toxicity and allergies and sensitivities. So even you know, even something that you're smelling or something that has a fragrance that you're putting on your body that's getting into your bloodstream and which in turn can still affect your gut. Mm, Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Um, parabens are another one to look out for phthalates are another one to look out for. Um, then another, these are just like my top ones. There's a lot out there. (laughs) Um, and then my last one that I would say that's always on my radar, it would be glyphosate, which is a, um, it's found in Roundup. And if you've seen any, you know, news articles in the past couple of years, Roundup has been, has been, um, linked to a lot of health issues in people. Um, and glyphosate is one of those ingredients and we, or not we, America uses glyphosate on a lot of their um, produce and stuff. So that's why it's important to at least buy produce that um, is at least in the dirty dozen Mm -hmm. uh, list, buy them organic. So you're not ingesting all the glyphosate, which is another it's just inflammatory. All of these are just super inflammatory for your body. If your body's in an inflamed state, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a lot. I'm just processing myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just wanted to know, I know it depends on people's um, doctors and whatever they are doing in already in their lifestyle. But I know when we were on the retreat, we talked about um, supplements and if there are any like just as a woman being young if there was any um, supplements that you recommended just like probiotic prebiotic those sorts of things well I think everyone should be on a probiotic just because you know as we've talked about we have uh, chemicals all around us which hinder our gut function. Um, and so being on like a, a pre or probiotic is super important to help ensure that we still have a healthy functioning gut system. Um, so right now my favorite, and again, like I can't recommend stuff, 
um, legally, but I can give you you some knowledge. Um, my, my favorite probiotic right now is Megaspore and you have to, (laughs) I love it because it's so powerful and it, it has so many different spores in it that, um, it's just probably the, honestly, the healthiest and most powerful probiotic that I've seen on the market. Um, just simply because it just works and there's so many good spores and bacteria in it. Um, having a healthy probiotic, you know, it also boosts your immune system. So again, healthy gut, healthier immune system, you're sick less, you feel better. Um, so that's why I think everyone should be on a probiotic. Um, I will say I wasn't on a probiotic. I'm still, even as a holistic health coach, I still struggle with, you know, health stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a human. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and gut health has always been a struggle for me ever since I was a little girl. So, um, I still am healing my gut and, I took a break from probiotics for a while. I don't have a reason as to why I did. I think I just got lazy at one point, honestly. Um, But I added back in a probiotic probably about five months ago. um, And I could notice some changes and it was a really good probiotic as well. Um, But then I, I found Megaspore, my functional medicine doctor, she switched me to a mega, this mega spore probiotic and holy bananas. I have been missing out on life. Wow. <laughs> um, so just from personal experience, I, if you're diligent, I know that a good probiotic can help you tremendously in, on your health journey. Right. Um, other stuff that I would recommend um, because we tend to live in an, in an inflammatory state, um, just from everyday stress or, you know, toxins that we're around. Um, I love turmeric. Um, that turmeric is just known to, it's known as a anti-inflammatory, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatories. Um, and so I like to incorporate ginger and turmeric and curcumin, um, in my, supplement routine, especially when I'm about to start my period. Um, and that helps, you know, that helps bring my inflammation down that I experience when I am, uh, menstruating. It helps a lot. (laughs) Um, also I notice if I, if I know that I'm about to have like an intense workout, um, or if I'm already sore from a workout and I am diligent about taking my turmeric, uh, supplements that it helps my recovery tremendously. Um, another something else. Um, let's see. Ashwagandha. Yes. I think you know a little bit about ashwagandha, right? Yes. Just a tad. <laughs> um, but ashwagandha is an adaptogen. So it just helps your body regulate, um, from moments of stress. Um, I, I love ashwagandha. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, you know, I've heard of people using it just because like, Mm -hmm. just because they know that 
we live in a stressful and inflammatory state of living a lot of times. So they just use it for preventative measures. And then also know people that use ashwagandha because they're dealing with anxiety, depression, they have intense stress um, and hearing, hearing all the good that people experience from uh, taking something from nature is really, really powerful. It is for sure. Yeah, it's really powerful. Um, I, something that is new to me that I think that women in their, um, their menstruating years, uh, I've even started taking this, but I've found and seen it to be super powerful is artichoke extract. Um, yeah, artichoke extract. So artichoke is, it's full of fiber. It's one of the best, um, would you consider artichoke a vegetable or a fruit? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, like, I should know this answer. Um, anyways, it it is one of the most fiber dense uh, pieces of produce that we can eat. So incredible for our digestive system. But a lot of people are using artichoke or a lot of women are using artichoke extract um, to combat estrogen dominance, which you may not even know that you're estrogen dominant. Um, like if you have heavy periods, you, um, your breasts are tender often you have bloating, you have, um, hair loss, you have weight gain, anxiety, depression. Like there's a long list of, um, of symptoms that you can look at to see if you think that you correlate with estrogen dominance. Um, and a lot of, a lot of women tend to hold on to estrogen. Like we, we don't get rid of it. Like we're supposed to towards the end of our cycle. Um, and so artichoke extract just helps our bodies cycle through the estrogen. Um, and it really helps our, it really helps our gallbladder to, um, produce enough bile to, um, excrete the extra, the estrogen or, and even unwanted toxins from our body. So, um, artichoke extract has shown incredible, like I'm talking incredible success in clinical, uh, settings for women using that. And I'm, I take mine every other day and I'm on, I think like week three of taking mine. Mm -hmm. I feel incredible. (laughs) Like I usually, I usually still bloat. Um, yeah, I usually still bloat after like a heavy meal or right before I'm about to start my period. I usually just start to get really inflamed feeling still. Mm -hmm. Um, and artichoke extract has really, really, really helped. So, um, I would encourage anyone dealing with any, possible estrogen dominant symptoms to look up that stuff and talk to like a natural healthcare provider to see if that would work for them. But again, it's, it's something naturally occurring in nature. So it can't hurt you. Right. Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of that before helping. Honestly, it's new. It's new to me as well. Um, there's a, a doctor here in the Nashville community. He's a he's a functional medicine doctor and kinesiologist and he just, he's incredible. He drops so many clinical pearls of knowledge. Um, and doesn't, he doesn't 
treat or give knowledge based on textbook stuff. It's all like clinical based that he is seeing in person. Um, and so when, when he started talking about artichoke extract, I was like, this could be my missing puzzle piece. (laughs) (laughs) And so far it's been great. Um, something else that I think is important for people to keep in mind is, uh, blood sugar regulation. So a lot of times, um, we don't eat well-balanced meals. So we'll eat, we'll just like stuff some carbs in our mouth real quick, or we'll just like drink some coffee in the morning on an empty stomach or something like that. Or we'll just eat like a candy bar because we're, we're on the go or something like that. And so, um, not pairing protein, fat, and carbs together for meals and snacks really sends our blood sugar into like a roller coaster effect. And so keeping our blood sugar at bay is super important for just the overall functioning of all of our hormones, um, and for our gut health and for our mental health too, honestly, (laughs) for everything, adrenals, everything. Um, so if, um, if someone has a problem with, um, feeling like they are, kind of ebbing and flowing throughout the day with blood sugar. Um, you know, they have peaks or valleys throughout the day. Then, um, inositol is a great, um, I say do it in powder form is a great supplement that you can take that just helps regulate your blood sugar. Um, a lot of, a lot of women use it that have like PCOS or endometriosis or something like that. Um, but honestly, I feel like the everyday person could always use blood sugar regulation help. I feel like no matter how healthy you are with a few exceptions, I think that we all need support in that area, honestly, just because of of everyday life, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, another one would be magnesium. Magnesium. You need magnesium just to, just for your body to function mm-hmm. properly on like a cellular level. And there's so many different types of magnesium. Um, you know, there's types out there that help you sleep. There's types out there that help you have bowel movements. There's types out there for like osteoporosis or anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, I think there's like seven or eight different types. Um, but I think finding the right magnesium supplement, uh, for you to take is like top five, I would say maybe even top three. Um, cause we don't, we're just not getting it from our food, from our foods, uh, like we used to. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would say that would, that's super important. Mm-hmm. I, like I could keep going like this. Topic, <laughs> I, could, I could keep going. Let me just think about everything that I take beef liver, desiccated beef liver. Oh my oh, gosh. Beef yep. liver. Okay. I knew you were going to make that face. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, beef liver is one of the most, um, nutrient dense, uh, like things that we can eat, things that we can put in our body. Mm-hmm. It's literally nature's uh, nature's multivitamin. Um, wow. and I mean, there's so many, I can't even, I can't even, I mean, I guess I could look at the bottom the back of my supplement bottle, but there's so many nutrients, minerals, vitamins in 
just like three capsules of beef liver. It's insane. A lot of women, when they're pregnant, they don't take prenatals. They just take beef liver. Oh, wow. Because it is so much more nutritious for you and it's not synthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm trying to play around with actually eating beef liver. Cause I know it's a lot more nutritious for you. Right. <laughs> you can actually eat it instead of taking it in capsule form. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm pretty terrified of the taste, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm tiptoeing there. I'm tiptoeing. We'll get <laughs> there. Say, yeah. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I will say ever since starting taking beef liver uh, about a year to a year and a half ago, I mean, my overall health is just, it's just been really cool to watch just from something, you know, there's been a lot of things that I, that have contributed to my better health, but I definitely think um, consuming or not consuming because I'm not actually eating it, but putting <laughs> desiccated beef liver into my body. I feel like that has been one of the biggest contributing factors to my better overall health, just because of all of the various bioavailable nutrients that I'm able to get from it. Mm -hmm. It's just been really incredible. Like my, you know, my menstrual flow. I know this is like, we're getting, we're talking about body stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't dread having a period anymore. Um, love that for you. Yeah. Like I feel like, uh, mental health is so much better, which I know that there's other things contributing to that. Um, but so I get a lot of blood drawn like every six months just for preventative measures. Mm -hmm. And in the last God, yeah, probably the last year and a half, pristine, everything is optimal. Like (laughs) And I, and I have, I have a hundred percent confidence that I wouldn't experience the level of health that I'm experiencing had I not found something as simple as beef liver. Mm-hmm. Like it's so simple, but it's so nutrient dense. Being healthy is so easy. <laughs> and it blows my mind that I have to beg people to be healthy and take care of themselves. <laughs> I love passion. <laughs> I'm like sweating. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I love it. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've had anyone as passionate as you talking <laughs> on my podcast, but it's, I'm enjoying it. Uh, thanks. Nearly toxic free life is one of the best things that you can do, but also living your life so you can keeping your gut health in mind is also like another really big health contributing factor as well, because a lot of times your gut is the missing puzzle piece to what's going on in your health. So yeah, I think finding the correct guidance and, and also having the correct care team um, that really and truly has your health in mind is one of the most beneficial things you can do. Um, and be an advocate for yourself too. Just because a professional tells you that you need to do something doesn't mean that you need to do it. Do your own research, make informed decisions mm-hmm. and figure out what's best for your health because we're not textbooks, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Everyone's different and unique. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's something I'm trying to be better at. I feel like especially when you're young, you think that they know better. Um, oh, absolutely. We get so, railroaded all the time. Yeah. So I've definitely <laughs> been trying to work on that. Not not always as consistent as I would like to be, but I'm, I'm trying. Well, and you know, it's... I I even find myself doing that now. Like if I have to go to an actual Western medical doctor, um, I find myself just being, okay, yeah, okay, I'll try that. Just kind of going along with what they're saying. And then when I leave, I'm just like cussing them up and down. I'm like, I can't believe they told me to do that. Don't they know that's going to hurt me even more? (laughs) But honestly, I don't. I'm trying to get to the part now where I can just have like really intelligent civil conversations with any professional that I see that maybe I don't see eye to eye with. Um, so we can figure out, you know, best outcome for me. Um, but it's hard because they're a professional. They literally went to school for this. So of course you want to, you want to do whatever they say and trust them. But looking, looking at it from like, like a nutrition standpoint, for instance, medical doctors, they, they get very, very, very little nutrition, um, hours while they're in medical school, like very little. Um, and so they're just, I I don't fault any of the doctors that I've seen in the past. You know, I don't fault them for telling me to take this medication or no, your nutrition has nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't fault them for it. They just, that's not what they went to school for. They went to school to, um, diagnose and treat symptoms. That's just what they went to school for and to prescribe. So, um, I think that's why it's so important that you just need to be your own advocate. And do your own research from good, reliable sources, not from <laughs> social media. <laughs> <laughs> can be tempting. But yeah. We can learn a lot from social media, but I think when it comes to like your actual health, let's be a little bit smarter. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. And so I think, and I, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know that there are other uh, health professionals that you can see out there other than a medical doctor. It's not end all be all, you know, I think Western, this is like really taken like yes. a turn. <laughs> this whole conversation yeah. is taking a turn. Yep. <laughs> We're going on a different path now. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Oh gosh. But um I think that Western medicine has a time and a place. And I think that it is absolutely necessary in our society, but I think it should be a last resort. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I firmly believe that, um, there's other health professionals out there that you can see, like you can see a functional medicine doctor, you can see a Chinese medicine doctor, um, a chiropractor, um, whatever you're dealing with could be honestly a simple fix that you can adjust with something from the earth, (laughs) you know, um, or a simple or a simple body adjustment, um, where it just could be like stress, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I just think that it's important, especially this day and age when toxins and sickness and illness are like at an all time high, in our society, I think it's just really important that if we can, mm-hmm. um, 
And if we want to broaden our horizon and open our eyes, that it's important for us to take a step back and look at our options because we don't have to, we don't have to suffer. You know, we don't have to be on medication for the rest of our lives. Most of us, you know, there are instances, obviously, Um, but there's options out there for everyone. And I think it's just really important that if you want to heal, that you don't be afraid to do a deep dive and really advocate for yourself because advocating for yourself can be where you find your superpower, you know? Yeah. I love that. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, I don't know if you have anything else to say. I know we've been recording for a while, but I want you to get on with your day. Thanks. Um, I think, I think I'm good. I feel like We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have just been all over the place. So anyone listening, I'm so sorry if you couldn't follow me. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're writing everything down. Oh. They pulled off on the side of the road. They are writing all these things down. They are but, going out getting beef liver. Yeah, they're yeah, they're doing I'm all telling you to change your life. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I can't think of anything else. Um, I'm always available if anyone ever needs any guidance or just has any questions. You can find me on Instagram at Kayla McDowell Wellness. Um, and I'm just I'm here to I'm here to serve everyone. So yeah, if you ever have any questions, just reach out. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and I'm so happy that we got to sit down and talk and that you said yes. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was, this was so much fun. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super giddy right now. And I, I feel so honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. So I really, really appreciate it. Yes. Well, I, just think, I just think the world of you and that your membership is just everything that you've dreamed of that you've launched recently. Cause I know how hard you've been working on it. So it's been, uh, I just want to say it's been really cool to see you like blossom into this like new version of Lauren through social media. And every, every time you talk about your membership and what you're doing these days. So keep on doing it, girl. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Um, Well, homies, thank you for listening. I hope this helps you with today, tonight, or tomorrow, and I'll talk to you soon.